This is our... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. Can you even believe it? Our last episode before Christmas. (laughs) I hear sleigh bells. We don't have our soundboard. I know, I know. I'll get that going. Um, I have a confession on episode 282. Christmas confession, episode 282. Sarah, you know how recently you were talking about what happened where uh, somebody, Cole, sent you the wrong item, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so Sarah ordered a pair of socks. My moment of shame. Yeah. (laughs) My guilt. She ordered a pair of socks and she got a Under Armour hoodie instead and she returned it. Oh, pants. Okay. And I got an Under Armour hoodie. So it was was like $20 difference. Right. Well, I ordered a pair of earrings with the Nordstrom gift card you gave me for my birthday. Yay. I was so excited because they're super cute. And they were about 60 bucks. And I got the package. And um, the packing slip said that it was the earrings that I ordered. But inside the package was a $450 ring. <gasps> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I literally just lost all of the, uh, like, I couldn't speak. Yes. As you heard. Yes. What? Please, Susie. Okay. What did you do? So I looked <gasps> at the thing and it said $450, David Yorman, um, gold and silver mixed metal ring. It's gorgeous. And I was like, what? And I thought, maybe Adam got this for me for Christmas and I wasn't supposed to open it. But I saw that the yeah. packing slip said the earrings that I had ordered. So
Congress to bought a lot of gifts on Etsy from small sellers and oh yay I try to do that more than I used to for sure if I can get it from you know somewhere small then I will yeah I bought Landon's gift on there one of Landon's gifts and uh his mom a mug that says stressed blessed and chihuahua obsessed <laughs> why does it say the, stressed because that is just the, I don't I think uh, it's it describes her perfectly, well, and it just true. happened to say that. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. That's, she'll love it. I know. She'll love I it. She'll her. go nuts over that. Oh, my God. It's like the best. Um, okay. So speaking of sort of like buying things at big or small places, there was an incident. Did you read about it at Amazon, one of their uh, cent- distribution centers? Where Is this about peeing into a bottle? <laughs> no, but that's hilarious. This was an incident where they have robots and then they have regular people that do the work. And there were robots that accidentally punctured a can of bear repellent. And <gasps> oh my God! 25 people had to go to the hospital. One was in critical condition um, because the bear repellent is so potent and terrible. Oh my God. That's Thanks probably- a lot. Steve, robot Steve, <laughs> right? God, can you? He's believe? gonna have hear from HR. Well, it's kind of like when we talked about the self-driving cars. Like there are downsides to technology. This it's is not it. perfect. You know what? This is that. Like you can replace a person with a robot, but person's probably not going to. Uh... You know what? And now that you say that, I bet it was a robot that accidentally gave you that ring in a box. <gasps> well, then I am all for it. Yeah, you're because, probably like, that's right. The sorting thing. Yeah, if they're, they're, they can't different. Ooh, it's probably just the same size box or something. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Could you imagine how pissed would you be? And then you try to explain it to people, and you're like, they're like, "What happened to you?" You're like, "Robots." <laughs> right. T- they're taking over. One man. word, robots. Yeah, and like, what if like the robots are secretly meeting in like their own Amazon break room, and there's like, here's here's what we're gonna do. First, you stab the bear repellent can. Then I'm going to use my new little robot claw arm and we're going to take over. Well, I, it made me think of you, though, because you're going on a road trip. And I thought, are you taking like bear repellent and stuff like that? No, we're not going to any place. We're staying at campsites where um, they're pretty like heavily populated. Mm. And um, 
we have the dogs, of course, and all of the trails that we're going we're going to be hiking are going to be real like busy. And this is like a okay. real busy time of year. Oh man, the the reservation pro- uh, process, like to get these campsites, you would have thought I was trying to get tickets to like really Justin Bieber in <laughs> two thousand and eight. Why? What's, what is the process? You have to be... Okay, so they release the reservations online and on phone like six months before uh, each month. So like whatever month you want to reserve it for, they, they open it up six months before. And it there are only like 75 spots, you know, in some of these campgrounds. And there's maybe like five campgrounds in all of Yosemite. So they're very, there's not a lot of spaces to camp. Like if you want to camp in the park or you want to camp, you know, there are places outside of the park and, and, but they're not nearly as good. Right. In like all these national parks. The prime spots. So that's what the national, yes, yes. So you have to go to like national park, like reservations.gov or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when they open it up, you have to be on it at 7.15 in the morning as soon as they open up the reservation. You have to be already like turn, tuned into it and on the site and you have to click it or else you lose your space in line. And if you don't get it, you're out. Gosh. And they go in like 15 minutes. Wow. So it's like nerve wracking. I really did not think that was the case. And I was just like, oh, it'll be fine or whatever. And so I was looking in uh, Sequoia National Park, which is, you know, not as grand and, and popular sure. as Yosemite. But, you know, so I was thinking, oh, we have a chance here. It opened up at like 7.15. I was looking at it, available, available, available. I went back to check. I like got in the car and drove to do something. I looked back at like 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. booked. Mm booked i was like what i missed it and then i called and like thank god i'd like talk to somebody who was able to get me in somewhere but oh, okay yeah so luckily that worked out but on like gone like in two seconds oh, and i'm wow. like this is so and i had made a big old deal about how like oh this is gonna be so fun and i want to take part in the planning of it yeah because landon always plans everything and so like he's like i'll plan these parks and you plan those parks Fuck that shit. He's playing. Forget it. I, now I understand why it's his job and he can do that. And I don't care about the goddamn planning part. Show me the pictures and I'll say yay or nay. Because that is stress that I don't need in my life. Right. Now you know what you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That lesson learned. I was, got it. I was just reading about how some places in, um, I think it was Montana, but you know, that type of place yeah. are asking visitors to please not geotag them on Instagram because it's like bringing all these influencers and annoying like people that just want to take pictures and ruin the ecosystem and they just want to limit how much tourism they get, which is, I guess, a good problem that people are gaining interest in these beautiful places, but it seems like it's for wrong reasons. They just want a beautiful picture. awful. Oh my God. I'm thinking maybe, oh man, I'm like torn. I'm thinking maybe I'll, well, I would do this road trip technology free. No, don't you dare. Don't I dare. That's crazy, right? I was like, what if I just get our, because we have a nice camera and like use that regular oh. camera. Oh, okay. And like take pictures, do the whole thing, but do it like how, you know, like how it was done freaking 20 years ago, not even that long ago. Yeah. I mean, that can work. I I do think those pictures are so nice for your kids and stuff to look at. Oh, yeah. I definitely want a lot of those. Man, that reminds me of what you were telling me about how the trees Mm -hmm. are sad in Yosemite. Mm -hmm. It's like, we need to to do something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's no perfect solution because you want people to care about visiting these places. It's so beautiful and we should all enjoy our country or, you know, a world or planet, but there's a real price to pay in the, and people don't always know what the answers are, including mm-hmm. the developers that put the parking lots there and things like that. Right. Well, it's, I think it all, I mean, just like everything goes back to like mindfulness, because if you are in it, you know what, what I, it makes my mind go to is how everybody says, oh my God, the real world houses are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I told every, you guys on here, that they stopped painting halfway up the walls and didn't screw the screws all the way in. Mm-hmm. And how if it's just for looks and just to 
paint some sort of image, then nobody cares about the actual location, the place, the whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I think if you stop and you care about your surroundings and you don't care about just what is the impression that other people get, then you'll put emphasis on and care into that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like having that one closet where you're shoving everything into in your house. Right. You're like, no, my house is clean, but look at this one <laughs> dirty, dirty closet. You know, I was also reading an article about, you know how um, Amish people, like, you'll see them with phones sometimes. I don't know if you oh know this God. as much. I have seen, I have, I have <laughs> seen slash heard of this. Well, it's really a bizarre thing. And they, there was an article written about it and it was talking about how, you know, if they want to work, which they all do, then they really do have to have some access to the internet. And so they've created all these new rules about it, but they do use it. And it, to me, is such a joke. Yeah. Like they allow it to be like at work, not at home. You can use it. And but the crazy thing is, this is surprising mm. to me. Their population is going up. The population in Amish countries oh, up. I can see that. 150% in 25 years. I can see that. I can see it's like a return to. I think it's the same thing what that falls that? in line with that. It's the extreme of that jarring and canning and all that kind of movement. Is there a dog near you right now? Yes. That, yes. <laughs> that dog. I'm like, is that? You know what? Either? They snuck in. I thought it's either Santa with his sleigh bells or <sighs> a dog. <laughs> yeah. They snuck in and now they travel as a pair and they're always like double trouble, double trouble. Um, but the Amish people claim that the whole point of no talk technology is to encourage restraint and togetherness, um, as these core principles. And so the, as long as they can maintain those principles, mm-hmm. then it's no big whoop. But I'm like, really? But okay. But like, why do you still have to wear the hat? That's what I'm saying. Or how about get deodorant? Yeah. Like it, it's just always interesting to me when people embrace one part of technology, yes. but then want to shun others. Yeah. They pick and choose like th- this, but not this. Right. You know, I think everything in moderation and balance and all that kind of stuff and, Knowing like intention, like we always talk about and be in the moment. But if you can do, I don't know, you know, I just feel like if you're going to go ahead and use zippers, then whatever change, you can get new clothes and stop wearing the damn hats. Yeah. Like what it's the, it's, what does it represent? Like, what is the, I don't know. By the way, this is Susie talking, not scholar Susie, because if I were right, talking about right, the Amish right. in real <laughs> professional setting, Correct. I would not be saying this stuff. Yeah. But I yeah. get that there's that should, a, we should have a disclaimer at the beginning of this. Like <laughs> we none of what that. they say on here is a reflection of any of their professional work. Sarah is not a therapist and Susie is not a doctor. Well, she is, but at this point, not, you know, she does not have her scholar well. hat on. That's for sure. She's not wearing that scholar hat. Did you read about the woman that the first female soccer player to win like soccer player of the year? Oh, no. Okay. Let me- I'm annoyed that I didn't hear about it, though, because <laughs> nothing but ESPN is on in my house all the time. So you'd think that this story <laughs> would come up. Well, but now I'm even more upset because I'm supposed to be hearing that and I didn't. Well, you did hear, though, about Grove, right, and how awesome it is. Oh, well, I don't. I, I already know. Right. <laughs> Grove is the perfect solution if you want to get really nice products to clean your house and to have in your kitchen and you don't want to have to do the hassle of going and buying it and you want stuff that's responsible so conscious environmentally all that jazz it's the holiday season you want your house packed with family but you don't want to have to do all the well and they're messy so you need stuff to clean up after them you really do um they have a lot of mrs meyer's stuff and they have um really nice holiday scents like a white uh iowa pine peppermint orange clove they have holiday hand soap stuff like that this site, I keep finding new treasures. I love to try them because they're, you know, really good for you and your family, but they're really handy to have as well. And um, I can't emphasize this enough. Shop Grove before this exclusive holiday offer runs out. This stuff will be all gone come December. For a limited amount of time, our listeners who sign up get an amazing free Mrs. Myers holiday products. 
uh, a free 60-day VIP membership and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. Check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash brain candy. That's grove.co, not com slash brain candy. Seriously, check out their site. It's got so many nice things and you can have it set to like come to you automatically and yeah, I love that. restock you on this um, and they can do concentrated versions of things. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Great, great, great. Uh, okay, wait. What were you going to say? You had a story. Oh, I don't know. I interrupted Did you. I? Yeah. Oh, no. The um, soccer player. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you interrupted the, yourself. Yes. The first female soccer player to win this award. It's really prestigious. And she was so honored and humbled. And she was emphasizing, like, how important this is for young girls to see that this, you know, that you can become the best and that there, you'll be yes. celebrated and all this stuff. And she was given the award on stage, and then the host of the show asked her to twerk. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <sighs> it's so dumb. That's not what I thought you... I just thought that I did... When... <sighs> yeah. God. So, like, at the time, he said it, and she was just like, uh... And it was in another language, but... And then she was like, uh, no. And she just walked off the stage and the audience was silent. It wasn't like everyone was laughing. Oh, you know what? She did the right thing. Yeah. But then afterwards, the guy apologized and stuff. But now it's so, it's been about a week and she's like, now it's a problem because that's all anyone wants to talk to her about. Oh God. You know? So it's still about yeah. the guy. He's, the man is still getting <sighs> all the attention when she's the one that won the award. Damn, that's so sad. Isn't that a bummer? Yeah. God. I mean, I don't, I don't what even was know he what, thinking? What? Uh, I'm trying. So this was in another language? Well, it doesn't matter. It, it was, doesn't matter. Yeah. It totally does. And there's no like, no, no, it doesn't matter. I think she the, felt the like context that. was that either she said she just wanted, she was think. I, th- I think she may have said in her speech, like, I'm so excited I could just dance or something like that, and maybe that's yeah. what it was in reference to, yeah. but it was like, what? Yeah. And I understand oh. that being a host is difficult, and like sometimes you say stupid stuff because you have to be witty and think of things off the top of your head, but what a what a disappointment. Yeah, well, and it's like, you know, the most prestigious award, so you would think that you'd do something to like honor them and not do something that is, that feels so cheap and tacky. Like, I, I feel like there's no situation where that would even be close to something you'd say to a man. Like, there's Never. Like not even like, oh, let's see a dance move. Like, you wouldn't even say something like that because you're like, this is your moment. And you know what? He stole the moment away from her. Yeah. And he still is. Like, we're still talking about that instead of the fact that Ew, she's It's like so... a Kanye thing. Like, with yes. Taylor Swift. Why do they do that? Well... Patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what's so funny? In, in, in my last final that I took a bit ago, uh, uh, one of the questions that I had to uh, do a, give like a short essay answer for was talking about uh, having a male client come into therapy with his wife and how masculine socialization has made it difficult for them to get therapy and basically like, please talk about the patriarchy. It oh was my the god! And you were like, "Yes," and I was like, "Lick my end of my pen." Uh, let me go take this one. Well, just give me full credit. <laughs> you should like, have been excluded it. from. Like you didn't. You shouldn't even have to do it because you've done so much work <laughs> in this. Category. Right. I'm just like yeah. I'm like I got it. I got it. Oh but god. it was really interesting to see to to learn and st- there was like a, a a research article where somebody identified the types of like what do they call it hegemonic stereotypes or hegemonic masculinity like these dominant discourse of like what men are taught and it's like don't be a sissy um yeah so that's one of them uh the big wheel which is like always achieving and always be chasing uh Mm. the strong elm which is like never show weakness and always be like steadfast and strong Mm -hmm. um give them hell which is react with violence and aggression and oh, there's one other one. I can't remember what it is. But uh, anyways, those are like the, the types and it's how, how 
Now what's happening is like we're asking men to be more sensitive and be more in touch with their emotions, but that completely contradicts these masculine stereotypes and this hegemonic masculinity that's like the dominant discourse. So men are like, what the hell? I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. And they're in like this double jeopardy where they like don't know how to talk about their emotions but are supposed to be. So, Hmm. yeah. Well, you know, we sort of joke about how we talk about patriarchy all the time. I wish we didn't have to. Right. Which reminds me, should we talk yes. about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, no. Oh, no. What do you do? What oh happened? Oh, my God. Sarah. Ah, I don't even know yet. Please. Ooh. Like four women are accusing him of sexual misconduct. <gasps> Dude. One rape. <sighs> no. What? Yes. Holy fuck. I'm so disappointed. If somebody takes Jeff Goldblum away from me. <laughs> There's, there is always that fear of like Tom Hanks or like someone that's so Please great. Please don't ruin them. Please. What the actual fuck? Like, ugh. literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. So the rape accusation though had been around for a few years and she, um, went to, I believe grad school with him mm-hmm. and you should read his like, you know, quote unquote apology or whatever you'd call it. His, oh, no. his, I guess, statement where he says, you know, I forget if he said that they had a consensual relationship or whatever, but he points out that she's no longer like in astrophysics and how she like is interested now in like woo woo stuff, like astrology or whatever, like witchy stuff. Okay. So As he's a, trying to yeah, like, he's trying yeah, to delegitimize yeah. her and be like, yes. yeah, she's crazy. And... And somebody pointed out, like, why do you think she left the business? Why do you think she made it might have? Oh, no. Her career Thank might you, have been Susie. Right. Dude, no freaking joke. Because that's what you they always what? say. Like, well, they're That's kind of a loser. something to take a look at. Mm-hmm. I wonder what percentage of women in these, like, when they're in a world that's really a male dominated, like, field, or when, like, we have talked about even in the, um, like you, you had asked me a long time ago, oh, I'm curious at if the number of male and female, like the ratio of male to females in your program, once you get into a PhD level mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. and the answer is yes, it does. Yeah. And so I wonder how, like, at what point do the women get pushed out? Not yeah. because of their own decisions, but because of some fucking creepy well, cause dude. These guys, these guys that get accused always talk about the backlash on their life. Well, what about the backlash of a woman losing her career? And yeah, not or like just not wanting to do the thing that she was passionate about. Yeah. That's even more fucked up. His ex- explanation made me like, you know, not like oh, him. Oh, no. Because it was no. just sort of like, yeah, I invited this girl to my house for wine and stuff. And I, I do that with everybody. I'm just a friendly guy. And I'm just like, well, I don't know about that. Okay. But we'll see what happens. They're investigating yep. him. Yep. Well, you know, I'm going to listen to her. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's but so it's so hard. To it's always side. disappointing. And you just, at, my it husband is. was like, I'm surprised when there's not an accusation against these guys in the entertainment industry because God. there's so much opportunity to exploit their power. Yeah. You know, Ugh. and fame and all that stuff. Yeah. And then it goes, you know, it's like it goes to their head and they, they, you know, I, I like, I see how some of these guys, I just think back to the challenge and how the guys like are on their first season and how they go, like, you know, when I used to do the club appearances and stuff yeah. and I would see even the guys from my own season, I saw what they were like when nobody knew who they were. Yeah. And I saw how that changed when they knew that anybody would sleep with them just for who they were. Right. And we're not even like actual celebrities. And we're like nothing. Nobody's, you know. Like, I even felt a little bit of that, where I could get any guy for that reason. Well, yeah. It, it does change things. And that kind of change. Oh, that fucks it up, man. And oh, God, it's messy. Something that's changed the way that I look at money, though, is the Robinhood investing app, which is an app that lets you buy and sell stocks and um, options and cryptos, all commission-free. And they want to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy, which I really love. So they created this non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers like me who don't know a lot about what the heck is going on. 
so they can do it with confidence. And they have this yeah. really clear design on the app, and it's just easy to digest and get into. Take back your power with financial security <laughs> and independence. Yes. And it's... I love it. They have no commission fees. It's super easy to use. And you learn by doing. You can poke around and see what, how you know, how to keep track of everything. And they have such a great deal for our listeners. I want you guys to try it. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. If you sign up at braincandy.robinhood.com, that's braincandy.robinhood.com. Dot com. What a great way to learn, I think, about something that can be like really intimidating to people. Learn and make money. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. I pay you. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's, let's change the subject. Um, I did read about a really cool thing in Paris, which mm-hmm. is called, I think, I don't know what it's called in French, but like, it's the office of found objects. So it's basically like a lost and found really lost, a gigantic lost and found. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. How fun. It says they get over 6,000 objects per day. Wow. And it says it began under Napoleon. Whoa. What are they doing with all these objects? (laughs) And then they basically have everything there, and then if you lost even, you know, an umbrella or a wallet or whatever, you can go there and see, and they make sure that you're the actual owner. You have to, like, prove that you're prove the owner. It. And it's just really cool the that they have a system for this. I wish that they had that in every city. Don't you think that's a great idea? Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm trying to think of, like, what... What happens with that? Like, what do we do? Well, it seems like it's, let's say you leave it in a cab, then it's with that company. Yeah. So it's not streamlined. So then. where? So what's the central location that everybody turns this in? Did I like miss that in the story? Like, where do they go? Do they like take this? If you find an object on the street. You go there. You take it where? You go. It's a building. So like, this is a known thing. Yeah. That they're like. This is the gigantic lost and found. For the whole city. You'll get your, this is where you take, oh. Yeah. That's smart. And like. We should have that. They have a system where if it's of this value to this value, they'll keep it for, I don't know, four months. And if it's Mm -hmm. a higher value, they keep it for longer. And they even have like a corner for strange items, like a prosthetic leg or. I love it. (laughs) I love it. One person had left a wedding dress in a taxi cab that had been there for a long time. They were like, wonder why she doesn't want it. Yep. There's a story there. Oh my gosh. Everything. It would be so fun to go there and just make up Mm. stories. Yes. As to how it got there. And the person that wrote the article was saying that um, he or she was in like the lobby area and was enjoying the experience of seeing people reunited with things that meant something to them. And even if it's just like your wallet, there's stuff in there that's distinctly you besides just your, it it doesn't matter if, even if it's generic, like something that other people have, if it's yours, it's yours and you want it. And that there's a sense of that, like ownership. And there's that Joni Mitchell line. You don't know what you got till it's gone. As soon as you lose something, it's like, there's a sense of, well, you know how it is with your phone. You know, when you lost your phone, yeah. it, there's an yeah. urgency about it. Like that's yeah. mine and I need okay. it. You know, what's funny is the phone. I felt way, I was like, yeah, it's lost. I'll probably get a new one, whatever. But I am seriously feeling it with my lost water bottle. Where is it? I don't know, Suze. It's been lost for like two weeks and I feel like I'm dehydrated because it's lost. <laughs> I'm like hoping it's going to turn up somewhere, but it, I thought maybe I left it at your house. Nope. Didn't mm-hmm. do that. What kind? Like, is it that. a certain kind or a special it's kind? It's like a, I, and then I looked for like a week to find the perfect one that was the most ounces that also fit in the cup holder that had a sports straw, not one that you have to unscrew the top on <laughs> and that wasn't a million dollars and I lost it already. I had it for a fucking week. That's Sorry, really Linda. That's really weird because where – oh, you only had it for a week? Yeah, and I'm like not somebody who loses things. Like I can count the number of things I've lost on like one hand. Like I may misplace them but they always come back and I always know where I left them and I don't ever – even things that have gotten stolen have somehow made it back to me sometimes. What? I wonder well, where once- this thing is. Yeah, once I had my purse stolen in New York City at a club, 
And then that happened in took- Vegas with us too. Remember? No, that was not stolen. I left it in yeah. the bathroom. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then I went back and it was there. Right. Still. <laughs> so lucky, lucky me. And, but in, in New York, I, somebody actually swiped my purse. Oh my it was an, and it was a Gucci bag. And you got it back? Mistake. Well, no, I didn't get the bag back, but what I did get back, I was more upset because I'm like, holy fuck, I'm in New York, mm-hmm. my wallet's gone, and I have no ID, how am I going to get back home? And I did not want to hassle at the airport and all this shit, because it was like from one of those MTV reunions, so I was already agitated and wanted to go home. And uh, I get an email, like I check my email somehow, like at the hotel, I don't know what, like to try to probably go to Wells Fargo and get some money. And I checked my email and somebody had found me on Facebook and contacted me at, they were from NYU and they found my ID on the street and they recognized me from the show and they found, like Googled me and found my Facebook and sent me an email through there. So I got my ID back. I just had to walk a million blocks to get it. That's awesome. Uh, But I I freaking got it back. And you would have thought that they were returning like a child to me. I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. I thought I'd never see it again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And somebody, you know, they just, I'm like, wow, that came back to me. Thank you, universe. But not the the bag. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. Is it because you leave your purses around when you're at bars and stuff or what? Well, I don't do that anymore. I left that. I learned that lesson the hard way. I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I don't leave anything (laughs) valuable out in my car that can be seen. I hide things. Like I bury my purse underneath the seat or like if I have to leave it, all that. I take every precaution and people are always like, oh, you're so worried. No, it's because I've actually had shit stolen and all this stuff. So I take every precautions school of hard knocks risk over averse. there yeah that's right <laughs> risk that's how i learned averse. yeah wow all right well I'm re- what about you have you lost something made like what can you do you think of something that comes to your head when i when you feel like sad over something you lost you know the one that always comes to mind was from when i was like 12 years old and mm. i had a little change purse that was in the it looked like you know that yellow famous smiley face from the 70s. Yeah. It was like that. And I had put $40 in there, which was all the money I had in the world, like from birthday and oh. everything. And it just got mixed up in with our Sunday paper and got thrown out. And so oh. I knew what happened to it, which actually is helpful because there's nothing worse than when you you keep looking and you still can't find it. Yeah. At least I knew what happened, but I thought, I cannot believe $40. You knew you knew in a second that it was thrown out with the newspaper. You were like, yeah. Pretty quickly. We were like, oh, we see oh. what happened here. But that's why I'm curious about your water bottle, though, because I feel like, you know how people always say, where's the last place you had it? Do right. you know the answer to that, where it was? I don't. I've been through, you know, and then I thought, what kind of place do you take a water bottle into? That's where I get hung up because yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't, I don't understand where I would take this that isn't my What color is it? Black. And this is the most annoying part in the whole universe. <laughs> There is a section why I was like, ooh, that's a fun water bottle to get is it's all black and there's a little uh, white rectangular square that's like built into the, you know, bottle or whatever. It's like on there, painted on there. And uh, it's for you to write your name on. Oh. And maybe a contact information so it doesn't get lost. (laughs) And I told everybody in my clinic, I was like, look, it even has a little place to write your name but down. But you hadn't done it yet. Nope. <laughs> I think I was like, I don't, I have to get the perfect pen or something dumb like that. I'm going to predict like, oh, that you're going to find it. That's my prediction. I believe this Thank will Thank you, Suze. I'm really hoping that you just put that out into the universe. I'm like checking the lot. I need to, why don't we have an office of found objects? <laughs> right. I'll be, it'll be here. It'll be here at Brain Candy Studios. And yes, please deliver your items. Yeah, dang. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, well. Um, yeah. Do you want to hear what straight-A students are getting wrong? 
Oh, yes. Okay. Cause oh, it, gosh. There was an article in the New York Times about how straight A's, like, getting all A's is not a good predictor of whether you'll be a successful person in your career. Uh, I know that to be true 100%. Yeah, right? Me too. Yes. Um, they, it, the article said that career set success is rarely about finding the right solution to a problem. It's more about finding the right problem to solve which I thought was very interesting because they were saying mm. that people that are obsessed with getting all A's are just about usually like memorizing information and then spitting yeah. it back out, which, right. which isn't really about creativity or finding the right problem to solve or what needs need to be met. And then that straight A's requires conformity, but success <sighs> is usually about originality, like having a yep. really good idea or whatever. And then it also pointed out that people that are... I love this. This is really <laughs> argument for my approach. Co- college, yes, approach <laughs> to grad school. And they said that the, if all you care about is having a perfect straight A thing, then you're more mm-hmm. inclined to take easy classes. So right. it, you might not be learning as much as the person who maybe got a C, but took something really challenging and taught them a lot in the world. And it really is just this memorization thing. Like I can see the people doing it. And then afterwards, it's like they have no clue what, like it doesn't translate into, you know. I agree. Sometimes it does. Yeah, sometimes it does. But I think that this makes some good points about why, if you don't get straight A's, why, you know, it's not the end of the world and that you might right. be just as successful or more so. Yeah. I love this. Me too. I did not do so well on my final. So When? Didn't matter. I didn't have to. But How do you still, know I was that? Like, ah, because they, I got my grade back super fast, like at least on the multiple choice. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh really? not so good. But it didn't matter. It didn't bring, I mean, I was, it was already fine. getting it. But it was fine, but it was one of my, like, you know, what you told me good is good enough. And I was like, uh, you know what? I conceptually really understand this shit. And I have been using this in my own practice and I've been, you know, applying this with, with clients and I, my papers were great. Like, I'm just going to not stress and not study. So I didn't. And then, you know, uh. well, yeah. And it's like, what, what, it's a trade-off. We all have the same yeah. amount of time in life. So how are you going to spend your time? And so yeah. you're, it doesn't matter that, and you didn't have to spend all that time no. investing in something that didn't change the outcome in the end. It didn't. And like, and I still know all the, and the stuff that I got wrong are specific percentages and number stuff. Like oh, okay. what percentage of women uh, are, want to be stay at home moms? What percentage of women want to be, uh, full-time what percentage of women want to be part-time what do they prefer blah 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 blah. and they were like all these like minor details that i was like i get the general concept right all right well good you're gonna let it go i'm gonna let it go i'm trying to let it go this is this conversation is helping (laughs) um one thing we do need to talk about about the holiday season is that we're all kind of like buying gifts and stuff running low on cash you might be inclined to use your credit cards, but sometimes you don't even realize how much you're paying in interest, which is like the worst because you get these surprise bills and fees and crazy APRs. And that's why we keep telling you guys about Lightstream because it's such a cool service that allows people with good credit to get a great interest rate. You get a credit card consolidation loan with rates as low as 6.14% APR with auto pay which is so much lower than the average credit card interest rate, which is 19% APR. It's crazy. Um, And this is a way that you can save some money, get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and you might even get your money the same day as you apply. And if you go to the website and check out the application, it's really easy. It's not 
uh, complicated or overwhelming. And that way, this holiday season, you can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get the discount is to go to lightstream.com slash braincandy, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash braincandy. Subject to credit approval, rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash braincandy for more information. And that way you can enjoy the holidays more. Anyway, another thing that I was reading about that I thought you would find interesting was an article, I think this was also in the New York Times, Why We Start Things We Never Finish. Oh, hello. This is me, (laughs) Susie. It's like you picked it out special. (laughs) I knew you would relate to this. Um, Tell me why we do that. Well, first of all, this won't surprise you. We underestimate how long things take. So that is story of my life. When we dive in, we think, oh my God, this is going to be great. And then it's like, uh-oh, this is taking a long time and is more laborious than I had predicted. And then the second point is pretty obvious too. Starting is exciting. Continuing isn't. Right. And you get, don't get that rush when you just keep doing yeah. the, the, the task. What do they call hegemonic adaptation where like stuff becomes just boring and mundane? Yeah. Because the beginning yeah. process is like, okay, we're doing this. And then you're like an hour yeah. later, like, okay, we're still doing it. You know, it. And, and thinking about the time one, about uh, overestimating or, mm-hmm. uh, or underestimating how long things will take, um, I, the, what, what comes to my mind there is that sometimes if people are doing something that's an enjoyable activity for them, they can be in that flow space mm-hmm. where they don't really have a concept of time. Yeah. So the idea, like, that's how I am. I'm like, oh, I'll just whip through, like, putting these Christmas decorations up on the tree and it'll be no problem. Four hours later, <laughs> I was, like, still f- futzing with it. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? How did all that time pass? And I, in my mind, I thought I was going to be have them up and done in half an hour. Yeah, And it was because I, when I'm doing that thing, I really don't have a concept of time. And if you told me like how long it takes to drive somewhere, I think I would be better at estimating it. But if you tell me like, I, I, you know, it's just a general task theory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it encouraged the article encouraged people to whatever they're diving into to multiply whatever they predict the amount of time to be that it will take by three. Whoa! Okay, you know what? That's the exact. I took thought it would take me half an hour, and it like <laughs> or an hour, I guess it would, and it took me like plus three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's a good. That tip. is good advice, Suze. Right, but I'm unla- digging I mean, that. Some people maybe just don't care that they don't finish. Like diving in is fun, and they don't care if they finish it. And for them, whatever, good, good for them. But are there things that you are fine with abandoning, or are you like oh. I have to finish? No, because I'm one of those people that won't quit reading a book. I guess I will start something like on Netflix. And if after 10 minutes, it's not good, I will quit that. What about like projects? Mm, No, I got to finish. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Do you wrap all your Christmas presents in one go? Yeah, all at once at the end. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. so funny. Good job. (laughs) Do you do that? No. It's like uh, as I get them or, or as I feel like I do like a big a push, but I can't finish all of them. I'm like, that's probably good. Yeah. Don't you think that's yeah. a better way to do it? I don't know. I think maybe sitting down and just getting it done because then you're not stressing out about how you still have to do it. It's like, this is when I'm going to do it and then I'm going to do it and then it's going to be done and then I'm going to move on. And so you're not like, you've already made the decision about how much time you're going to spend on it, when you're going to do it, mm. when, th- when you're going to be signaling that you're done doing it. So you're going to like give yourself an amount, the right amount of time to do it. Me, I'm like, I'll just try to get there as much as I can before I feel exhausted and it's two o'clock in the morning and the timer <laughs> on the Christmas tree lights go out and it tells me I need to go to bed. Well, hopefully by the time people are listening to this, they will have all their wrapping done. It's, it's almost oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully we're going to have to start thinking about our New Year's goals. Yes. Thank you for catching yourself. I was going to think about that. <laughs> I'm Do you have excited. Any ideas? Any, any themes? 
No, I'm going to start thinking about it, though, and decide what I want for the coming year. So, like, maybe when we reconvene on our next show, we could maybe go over some options. Do you have a clear vision already? Not a clear vision, but I need it to be in the category of self-care. Oh, okay. And I'm interested in, in, yeah, like a self-care schedule. Hmm. Bridging those two things. Yeah, I like Making that. I think a lot of people so, have that same need. Yeah, like you need to do it, but it doesn't become a priority. So how do you prioritize those things? It's like that axe, the the axe, uh, uh, the wood chopper analogy about like, have I told the story on here? I think you did, but it's worth yeah. mentioning. Yeah, about how like you know there was like a race of you know, two wood choppers and one kept taking breaks all the time. And he was like an old man who did it. And at the end of the day, against like the young man who never took a break and kept going and going at the end of the day, they checked the piles and the old man had beat him by like three times as much. And the guy was like, you just take breaks all the time. What the heck? How did I lose you? And the guy said, well, every time I took a break, I was sharpening my ax better and sharper and more efficient. And so it's like, how are you sharpening your ax to take a break so that you're not just go, go, go. And I got to figure out how to sharpen my axe, but to create a schedule around that. So if any of you listeners have ideas. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's crowdsource that. Let's, yeah, crowdsource my self-care and (laughs) creating a schedule around that. Because I've been trying for 30 plus years to figure it out and I can't, so I need help. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, I wish you a Merry Christmas. And to all the listeners, I wish them, if they celebrate, Merry Christmas. And I hope that people have a restful and peaceful holiday. Yes, and to all a good night. <laughs> and leave us a five-star review. Don't be rude about it. Yeah. And we're off the hook, Sarah. Right, guys. We love you. Bye. Merry Christmas.